Hey everybody, this is Kristen Kraft from Crafted Coaching and you're listening to the No One Leads Alone podcast for trailblazers and education who love learning from other leaders across the country so you can take advantage of their experiences and duplicate their efforts in your school or district. Stop feeling alone and left to figure things out on your own. Let's grow. and welcome to the No One Leads Alone podcast. I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. I have on here Tara Falasco, who's been in education for 17 years. Currently, she's the principal of Blue Point Elementary in Blue Point, New York. She has spent time traveling around New York, presenting for the Distinctive Educators Institute, Reading Specialist of Suffolk County, and New York State Elementary Classroom Association. Her latest experience involves writing scripts for SEL TV's weekly family video and lesson series. Topics included are the importance of sleep for children, teaching children to be resilient, helping children ask for help, recognizing anxiety, and talking to children about healthy competition. Building family and community partnerships to support students is truly a passion of hers. So welcome to the podcast, Tara. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. So why don't you just give our listeners kind of your current context a little bit, you know, what your, how you came to be a principal, you know, your background, and you're currently at a K-5 elementary, and maybe some some of your passions and, and what you're most excited about in education. So start us off. Where did Tara Velasco begin? She began as a teacher um, in grades three, four, five. Um, it was definitely something that she's always wanted to do since second grade. She knew she wanted to be a teacher and very excited to get that opportunity. She then had an interesting um, assistant principal position split between two schools. One was a K-2 building and one was a 6-8 building. That's a so different that was, perspective, yes. Yes. And my experience really was in grades three, four, five as a teacher. Uh-huh. So it really helped me get that K-8 through eight, um, opportunity. But it, w- it was hard. It was very hard going from the kindergartners and dealing with their behaviors of calling Johnny dumb to, you know, the eighth grade behaviors that are much more severe. Yes. Um, and then I got this opportunity at Blue Point and it's truly, truly, truly what I'm meant to be as a principal. And I absolutely love it. Wouldn't want to be doing anything else right now, but um, getting that itch to do other things on top of it. So when, yeah. you, you know, you start talking about your podcast, um, I was, I jumped right on board want to do more with National um, Association of Elementary School Principals yes. and things like that. So just want to do more on top of being a principal. Not that I want to give up being a principal, but that's kind of where yeah. I'm heading now. And so how many years total in education have you been? 17 years total. 17 years total. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of, you definitely, as you've evolved and grown and, you know, you've done quite a bit of things that I'm excited to talk to you about today, but, you know, you definitely do want to continue to to find new ways to fill your cup and fill your soul and, and, and all that is so great to be able to do in the, in the education realm. So I'm super excited to have you on today. I know you absolutely love where you're at right now. You just definitely talk about your building with this emotion of, <laughs> you know, it is the greatest place. And like I told you uh, one time, you know, earlier today that I looked it up and it's about the cutest building I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> it really, I remember driving up and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that movie Pleasantville, like that's where I yes. felt like I was walking into and just, yeah, it's just the cutest building and, you know, old charm and just a great community. Yeah, you can tell, you can tell. And I love that. I love your passion for it. So 
one of the questions that I like to start off the podcast with is, you know, what do you believe is the most controversial topic in education right now? You know, I, I wish I can say it was actually about education. I wish we could be <laughs> fighting about foundations and phonics and, you know, cursive writing. Yeah. But really, it's all about COVID. Um, you know, I feel like there's not much we can do to increase education and, and instruction right now because our mindset is COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah. And the controversy is, do masks work? Well, why does my child need to wear a mask? Um, why, if they're six feet apart sitting at their desk, why do they need to wear a mask? Yes. And, you know, in New York, they just keep changing the protocols and the guidelines. And it is I think that's everywhere. It's just, oh my. It's just 5,000 different things you hear from day to day. Yeah. Yes. They just um, decreased the quarantine from t- 10 days to five days. So all the yeah. work we did this week, getting the dates in, and now we have to go back and be like, all right, it's not 10 days. Now we have to count five days. Five and- days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um and I, I think another controversy is virtual learning and yeah, people think that it doesn't work or it's not appropriate or um, not as effective, but you know, we were just talking about it. My teachers blew me away with what they did virtually. Yeah. I don't think they missed a beat. Um, I think they stepped up their technology game. And even though we're not virtual right now, they, they still are using those technology forms that we used during quarantine and I think it's really special that if students are on quarantine, that they're still getting that education because um, New York is is not going down in their numbers right now. And right. really, if anything, I think since Thanksgiving, it's just going up, 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 up. Um, so I, I do get jealous looking at Twitter, though, and seeing all the schools that aren't wearing masks and look so normal. Um, but right now in New York, I think the controversy is masks and you know, just kind of moving on with from COVID. Yeah. So in your particular school, K-5, are, are you wearing masks still? We're, we're wearing masks um, only, not not wearing masks only when we eat. Only when you eat. Have you had yeah. a lot of pushback from your community on that? Or is it pretty, We you know, it depends on where you're at, but, uh, or do you feel like people are like, no, that's okay. We'll wear a mask so we can stay in school. I think for the most part, our community has come together and said, okay, if this is what we need to do to have our students and have our children in school, then, then we'll do it. There are the families that don't believe in it, mm-hmm. um, but they, they do it. The right. Kids have, the, the crazy thing is the kids really don't complain at all. I've, I have not had one student complain about the mask. They'll be like, can I just have a mask break, you know, quickly? Of course, we'll give them a the yeah. mask break, but sure. It's really the parents that feel like it's not fair to the students. And I agree. Like nobody wants to be wearing a mask. Nobody wants to wear a mask. Absolutely. That's just, I mean, I think we're all on that same page, but I, I, I echo what you say, you know, it really wasn't the students that would complain in the buildings that I was in either. Right. Um, It tended to be kind of an outside fight. Um, But for the most part, they just got used to it. It wasn't Mm -hmm. fun, but. Right you know, they just adapted. So, and kids are pretty adaptive. They are. I find myself sitting alone in my office at my desk with the mask on because like, I forget it's on or like we go to drive home and yeah, I'm like driving home alone in my car. I'm like, I still have a mask on. on. But you know, it's cold right now. And so I kind of always, like now my (laughs) mask is on. My daughter and I got in the car the other day and I thought, well, I'm not taking it off because this is really warm. I mean, it's very warm. 
See, so, silver lining, silver yes, lining. Yes, there, there are just little little glimpses of uh, <laughs> silver lining for sure. So I was talking to um, another principal the other day um, in a mastermind, and something that came up, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit too, but do you feel like as a, as a principal, you're much more procedural than ever before um, because you're not getting to maybe do the things that you love to do as you know the instructional leader of a building? Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, I, I have turned my faculty meetings into CIA meetings, which are collaboration and action meetings. Ooh, I love that collaboration and action meetings versus a PD meeting. It's, it's great. And we play games, but we also do some sort of um, instructional work as well. Right now I have one on Tuesday and I feel like it's all going to be about COVID. The teachers are just going to have questions about COVID and, and guidelines. So I just feel like we don't have that opportunity and it has to be virtual right now. We can't all congregate Neat. in a room. Right. So you're still doing your meetings on Zoom, I mm-hmm. suspect. For the couple for the last since Thanksgiving. We did have a couple yeah. in person. It's just not worth it right now. Right. Um, so definitely procedural of okay, like this is what we have to continue to do. Our recess in, indoor recess has changed. Our assemblies have changed because in the beginning of the year, we did sort of feel sort of normal. We were in person and now just because of our numbers going up, we have to do them virtually. So just, yeah, definitely procedural and definitely mundane, boring things that are not why we joined education at all. Exactly. It's just not, it's just not our wheelhouse. So you talked about, you know, um, the other controversial kind of piece right now is that whole is the, um, oh, I'm blanking on the word, uh, when you're not in the building, you are hybrid or you're online virtual. learning. Virtual, thank you. I was looking for that <laughs> word. That's what happens when you get old. Um, <laughs> but that virtual learning piece, and so I'm curious in your building, um, I too had a building where I felt like the teachers were incredible when we first, we were hybrid for a long time in 2020. And they just knocked it out of the park as far as how our kids were doing. And I'm not, it's not to say that some of our kids weren't struggling or we didn't have mental health issues, but overall, I felt like we provided a really good education on the hybrid model because our teachers were fantastic. So now that you're back and you kind of had some normalcy and then you're seeing, you're, you know, you're going back to some ways that you had to be in 2020, um, do you still provide virtual learning for students that are in quarantine? Because I know a lot of districts, like in my state currently, there's a lot of districts who are like, if you're not in school, you don't get to, you don't get to be online. Yeah. Like just, it's just kind of back to business as usual. So I'm curious in New York at your elementary, what's kind of the practice there? Yes. In our district, we actually have something called a Q school. Um, Q school. Q stands for quarantine. Um, And honestly, I thought many districts on Long Island were doing this, but talking to parents during this time, they're like, no, nobody else is really doing this. And they're so thankful. But it's every day, the time of your quarantine, you get 40 minutes of math and 40 minutes of ELA. So really those major subjects of their grade level. And it's not so much virtual learning where there's like the lesson and, you know, you're going through it together. It's really kind of like a tutoring here's the work. Let's go over it together. Let's see what um, you need help with. Let's see what I can do to help you. And it's the three elementary buildings all together. So it's not just my school. So it's a little tricky because in first grade, yes, they're 
somewhere in the same area in chapter one, but they might not be on the same lesson, but it's really just to keep them practicing those skills. It's very wow. unique. Yeah. I, that's a great idea. I mean, I, it's the first I've heard of this. So I'm excited yeah. that you're sharing this because Q school, so quarantine school. So really the kids are only responsible for getting online for, it sounds like about an hour and a half, 20 minutes mm -hmm. of each subject area. And they all get on together. Is that correct? We all come on together. Yep. No matter what elementary From the three school. Elementary. Okay. And are they all of the, is, do you have the grade levels together or how does that work? It's by grade level. And then there's by one teacher level. who, who teaches it. So do you have, so you have one teacher that does all the grade levels probably at different times in the day. Is that correct? Yes. And then does that teacher did, how did that teacher get selected? Like, or did you hire new or did you transfer maybe a teacher that wanted to, and do they teach from the school or at home or how does that work? They applied for it. It is teachers that are currently elementary teachers in a classroom and they get paid to give up their prep, their prep period. So when the kids are at special, they sit down, log on, and they work with the students who are quarant either quarantined because of a close contact or they may have COVID. Okay. So they actually gave up their prep to do that. Yes. And they do get wow. paid. They get and they paid. do get paid. Yeah. But again, just shows how awesome the teachers are in, you know, pulling together and doing more um, to help kids get whatever it is that yeah. they need. So that's great. Oh my gosh, I love that. I think that's going to be really good for our listeners to hear about that as a potential idea. Yeah, it's really nice. And again, it's not teaching an entire lesson where you have to prepare and plan. It's just, you know, come on, let's kind of do some review. Let's like either pre-teach or reteach some of right. some of the skills. Yeah. And the parents have great. been thrilled. The parents have I'm just loved well, it. Well, I'm sure because it's nerve wracking when your kid's missing out. You know, we've talked about the learning loss and things like that. So um, I think that's a great solution. So kudos yeah. to you and your district for doing that. I love it. So what is something um, that you have done maybe in your in your school setting that you feel like um, has really added to your culture? Because I know our, you know, our teachers feel you know, real, they're really struggling. And I don't know how your teachers are doing, but it's it's a really difficult time to be in education right now, much like it is for healthcare workers and things like that. So culture is such a huge part. What are some things that you have done in your building? I think you've got some cool ideas. It'd be great to share. Yeah. And actually something that just popped into my head that I wasn't even thinking about the way you worded it just now. Um, I love doing national like days, like national popcorn day. And I bring in. Popcorn. I love those too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The national days are so fun to do. And they're so easy because there's really no like thinking about it. Um, yep. Actually, the week before break, it was national hot cocoa day. Hot cocoa day. Yep. National. Did you have a hot cocoa day. bar? Yes. I brought in some mm -hmm. hot chocolate. Um chocolate covered anything day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cupcake day. I've done croissant day, donut day, you know, yeah. just things like that, where it was just like, they come in and it's like, Oh yeah, I do kind of want this cupcake. That is going to make well, me feel a little I bit do. better. It's make me, sugar is going to help a little bit with my, my dopamine and my serotonin yeah. and all that. Yeah. So I do love doing those because what teacher doesn't love food. Um, but I think something that has changed my culture and, and I've, again, I was very lucky jumping into a building that really had positive culture and a community that was together before I even got there. But yeah. um, my daily announcements, I really have reformed to just start the day in such a positive way. When I first got to Blue Point, students came down and they just said their name and said the, the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. And then that was like pretty much it. Right. 
So I was like, oh, you know, if you're down here, like let's make this student-centered and really all about you. And we've added um, saying happy birthday. We've added the weather, if it's indoor, outdoor recess. We've added a positive quote of the day. Um, we've added, I'm sure we've added more. Um, oh, the way I start my announcements, it's an energy bus thing, which we will definitely get into later on. But I say, how are you feeling, Blue Point Elementary School? And then the kids say, I feel great. And then they put their hand in the air and go, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. And we start every day with that. And uh -huh. if they're a little grump, because sometimes on Monday morning, if it's a fifth grade crew coming down, you know, they're not really feeling the feeling that greatness. I'll be like, oh, no, no, no. Like, we yeah. need to do this. How are you feeling today? And, and then they say, <laughs> I, I feel it. great. And my room's right across from the kindergartners. And just hearing them yell it, I mean, it just it really. That would get anybody motivated. Just to it hear is a bunch just, of yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, and we know that we know when we're feeling down, if we smile or we think something happy or positive, you know, it does change our mood. So I'm trying to get uh -huh. that instilled into them every day. Um, well, it definitely brings you out of your brainstem. I mean, if you know mm -hmm. the research with the brain, you know, that's kind of cognitively bringing them up here yep. to think about something in a positive way. So kudos to you. I love that you like, I never would have thought to ask a question and granted I have high schoolers, so they right. probably be like, whatever, but <laughs> that elementary, you know, standpoint of asking, actually literally asking them a question to get them excited about their day. They look forward to that. I'm they sure. Do. They do. And I think uh -huh. I didn't start it right away. So the, and even because they're a little older. So it's definitely K-1-2 is like, they're all in. They are like, I feel great. And it's just the the cutest thing. It gets me in a good mood. And it gets the teachers in a good mood too. So that's, that's definitely awesome. Helpful. I love it. Um, we've added Mindful Mondays on the announcements. So every Monday. Ooh, I love that. Tell me about Mindful Mondays. Every, yeah, every Monday on the announcements, we take about three minutes. I try and find something uh, Google is the best thing ever and just mindful moments. And we do different types of breathing techniques. Um, you know, the square breathing where we breathe in for five, then exhale for five, then in for five and exhale for five, the five finger breathing. Um, sometimes I give them a scenario like before Christmas, I was like, I know we're all feeling crazy right now. <laughs> right, We all are, but let's, you know, let's take a deep breath and think about getting through the day and think about how we can be on our best behavior and stay calm. And oh then... my goodness. Kudos to you for doing some mindfulness because I feel like, you know, um, if you, if you know anything about my story, you know, I left, um, being a principal last May after 20 something years. And, and, you know, I've been on this, this road of, of working to, uh, either for ed leaders and, you know, uh, try to be a part of the solution of, you know, we have a lot of ed leaders who are leaving the profession. And so yeah. um, I think we need to be connected more than ever. And hence, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But one of the things that as I've stepped away from that and been able to process much more is that mindfulness. And I think that is something that we're missing at every level with kids to teachers to, you know, administrators to district office. And so I'm so excited that you do that with your kids to teach them that because yeah. there's, there's not a lot else I think that is more important than teaching them how to calm and still their mind. And especially when we feel like we might be in a little bit of trauma right now, well, we are mm -hmm. in trauma right now with the way, you know, things have been going on with this pandemic. So yay for you. What have you I noticed since you've started doing that? What is the feedback you've gotten on that? They're using it. 
the kids are using it. I come into the classrooms and after recess, they do like a, a couple minute deep breathing. I was observing my um, music teacher who was absolutely amazing. And he does a mindful moment before each with each class every day. It doesn't have to be mindful Mondays. Um, and I'm just, like, blown again, blown away by blown my away. teachers who, who utilize it. I actually got an email from a parent who said their child was very nervous about an audition for some, you know, out of district community play. And they started to do some of the mindfulness that we do in the school. And it was, I was like, no way. Like really, oh you know, like, God. I mean, that just does my heart so good. And I just am, thank you for doing that. And to your <laughs> awesome teachers for doing that. Cause that's what you want. You're teaching them a skill. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially, you know, I think our generation, we just never were taught those types mm -mm. of things. And it really is so powerful to just breathe yeah. and have a moment of stillness. And I pick mindful Mondays because the alliteration which of course, you'll see more of throughout this, but yeah, I think so it's so going. important on Mondays yeah. too. Yeah, it's a great way to begin your week and 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 just be mindful of what's ahead of you and what's in yeah. store. And oh, I yeah. love it. So, All right, like so what that... else do you do throughout the week? <laughs> Tell me more about your announcements. I love this. Um, Wednesdays again, alliteration. We acknowledge a writer of the week, so teachers nominates. It could be as many students. It's just not one, but um who's doing really well with their writing and they've gotten very specific of how they are the writer of the week. Oh, wow. So I announced that over the loudspeaker and then I go take a picture of them with like a little certificate. Um, Wednesdays, we also Which do- obviously helps students to go, oh, that's what it takes to be a good writer. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, they, at first it was like, they're writer of the week because they added to their writing. And I was like, well, let's be more specific. Let's be role models to, to, these stu to the other students who are listening to the announcement. And, right. And if no one from their class gets a writer of the week in a while, the students will remind the teacher, uh, you know, we, we haven't had a writer of the week in here in a while. We need a writer of the week. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get on this. Um, but on Wednesdays, we do wear words Wednesdays too. Again, alliteration where they on a shirt or like what you're wearing, you know, with Kansas City, like anything. Yeah. Um, pants, hat, something that has words on it. And the students don't have like that positivity quotes that the teachers have. I mean, you can get a target. I, I make them right. myself too with the cricket, but they all come in wearing words, something, something on their shirt that says it. And then they'll be like, oh, what does your shirt say? What does your shirt say? And it's super cute. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So cute. What a fun um, building. Oh, we have so much fun. <laughs> um, and then Fridays, we do Fuel Your Ride Fridays, which is, again, part of the energy bus. And it's kind of like filling your bucket, um, you know, the, you know, just giving somebody a compliment. So teachers either nominate students, students nominate students. You know, I can say I nominate, you know, Kristen's, uh, I know I fuel Kristen's ride because she was so positive during our podcast today. And then I'd read that oh. over the loudspeaker. I think that is so cool. These yeah. are definitely some new ones that I have not heard. And I think yeah. they're going to be so fun for all the elementary principals that, that are, that are listening. So, yeah, and so easy to do. So easy to do. Yeah. Fantastic. But if any principals have ideas for Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm looking to expand, but it has to be alliteration. I love that. <laughs> well, when we put the, when we put the podcast out, maybe you'll get some uh, feedback yeah. on that to your, uh, your Tuesday and Thursday ideas. We used to do um, thankful Thursdays. And so how can you show appreciation to somebody that day? So, you know, we would, 
I would remind staff or students and it really took off. It really started to be something where they just knew it was a thankful Thursday. And so Mm -hmm. teachers started getting notes from each other and students started writing more notes and just to, to show appreciation. So there's also another thing that you might be interested in as well as our listeners, but there's a calendar called Action for Happiness. Have you ever heard of that website before? No. And each month has a theme. So it might be like joyful January. And so there's a quote every single day and it's color coded and it's, you can even follow them on Twitter. Uh, But it gives, it gives you a quote to um, share each day. And I even did it at the high school level with, you know, just something to think about each day. Um, If it was mindful, you know, November or, whatever it was, it just is kind of how I ended each of my announcements. So action for happiness. It's very cool. Looking into it. Yeah. Very cool little thing. So, so, you know, all of us as administrators, I think have, you know, we have successes and we get to talk about those things, but you know, Mm -hmm. we also, I think learn from our failures. And I know for me personally, whenever life has been the hardest or something in the profession has been the hardest, when I learn the most and become the most resilient from that. So what are some of your successes and failures or, you know, that, that maybe another uh, principal educator or leader could learn from in their failure from you? I really think the biggest thing is not to give up. I'm a true believer in what's meant to be will be. Uh, And that did not come easy for me. I I can't say that, you know, 10 years ago, I, I truly believed that. Absolutely. I think now that I'm in the perfect position, the position that I want to be in, in the district that feels right, Uh I think now I look back and I'm like, yeah, you know, I wasn't meant to be the assistant principal in those other positions or in Uh those buildings. Um, No, this, this has not come easy for me to get where I am. You know, I went on a lot of interviews and I know people... I'm not alone in that. I know people go on interview, interview. And I remember leaving and saying, but why? Like, I I feel like I did really well. But when you reflect on it, I'm like, oh, but you know what? I didn't really like that question they asked me. I didn't really like how they acted when I said this. And it's just like, if you have that vibe, that feeling, that gut feeling that you're not supposed to be there, then you're not mm-hmm. supposed to be there. You know, I just Absolutely. wanted to be a, a principal and an assistant principal so badly that I really ignored some of the red flags where if I had ended up there, I, I wouldn't have been happy. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and I, I'm so glad you bring this up because, you know, you've been in education 17 years. You've been in administration for four. You know, I've been in administration. I was in administration for 20 plus years. And I think with age and wisdom and just continually, you know, doing those interviews and that rejection that you get, you know, I do think it takes time to kind of overcome those things. And like you said, it's kind of like, it reminded me when you said those red flags, it's kind of like dating, you know, like that there's some, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. So I think that's really important for people who are applying for jobs is you really need to get a sense and feel of that building and the, and the staff that you'll be working with as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're interviewing them too. Yeah. So again, I would have accepted any position that they gave me. And you know, you think you're a failure when you don't get it, but it's, um, I was actually given an opportunity to apply for ASCD Emerging Leaders, this program, which was, you know, an honor that I got nominated and was so excited about and I didn't get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was like, you know, bummed. And I was like, oh, I think this is what I really wanted to do though. And then I went to NAESP in Chicago and I was like, no, this is, this is the route I want to take. And if I had gotten that, I wouldn't be able to do all these great things I'm doing with NAESP right now and yeah. making those connections. So yeah, you know, it always think- brings you to something bigger and better because, yeah. you know, you just have to trust the whole process and you just have yeah. to trust where you're at in life. And I think that's right. good advice for everybody who's out there, you know, maybe feeling some pain from something of a failure. Yeah. And the failure it could it. not, it might not be your failure, could be the district's failure, you know, that right. those failures. So absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. So how might an ed leader duplicate uh, your impact? Make connections, make connections wherever you go. Join Twitter. I would not have, you know, connected with you if I didn't join Twitter. Um <laughs> I wouldn't have made the connection through anywhere without Twitter. Um, and just don't be afraid to reach out to people. Um, yeah, definitely connect. Um, so I with love your professional my... learning network on Twitter, go back to that for a second. Like, what is that? What has that created for you as far as your impact as a leader and your growth as a leader? Because I pre I preached Twitter for years, not because I think social media is the end all be all, but I think with educators specifically, Twitter is a real place for you to connect. And I I just I don't believe in working in isolation. I just never have. Mm-hmm. So what has what is connecting for Twitter led to you? What has that done for you? Well, you know, I I know my building's doing a lot of amazing things and I've been able to implement a lot of great things, but those things didn't just pop into my head. I mean, you know, I'm not like, I mean, I wish right. they did because I'd probably be making a lot of money <laughs> with all my ideas. But um, Where Words Wednesdays actually came from, I can't even think, somebody at NESP and I tweeted it and she came back. She's like, tell me more about it. I'm like, I actually got this idea from you, like with one of her Uh, yes her workshops yes so just twitter i mean join the twitter chats even if you don't join in but read them look at the hashtags yeah what's one of your favorite twitter chats that you really like um the pia principles in action chat actually ellen that is good yeah Yeah. ellen o'neill and i are going to be co-moderating that facilitating that on tuesday that's so excited. Ellen up in, in New York. I know her as well. Yes. She's going to be on the podcast. So that's awesome. exciting. I love her. You know, she's definitely one who got me out there. Her and I traveled to Chicago and she knew all these people through Twitter. Um, so it, she's definitely, um, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, NAESP chats are good. Uh, Read to lead. Good. Just any, like anything, whatever your passion is, just, just kind of hook up, hook up with them. Um, yeah. And, then and they'll I also press, find it, go ahead. I know, I was going to say, they'll press your hashtag and then they'll follow you and you'll follow them. And, you know, I've had messages on the side where, you know, you just have these great conversations, Voxer, you know, just, just I explore. Love and, I love yeah. Voxer, the walkie talkie app. That'll get you connected as well. So. Yeah. Just so get your do name you have out a, there. Do you have a school hashtag? I'm curious. BPE rocks. BPE rocks. I love That's it. That's that is such a great <laughs> hashtag. Yeah. And that makes it so great. I feel like to tell the story of your school, because I do believe that if we're not telling the story, somebody else is telling the story and it's not always mm-hmm. the story we want told. Right. Yep. 
And again, that, those are the things that I saw other principals and other leaders doing on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let me do that. And that's why I think it's important um, to, you know, you yeah, learn it's, from other it's principals. Amazing. And so I think it's important that we also share our learning. Um, and I think sometimes people think that that's um, bragging about something that you're doing when in reality, you're just trying to give back to the community that gave to you as well. So there's kind of, I think, a misperception sometimes of, oh, well, just, she's just putting all the stuff on there that she wants to show off. And the reality is that's not even what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking maybe this will impact another right. leader or somebody to do the Absolutely. same thing and it will give them a good, you know. Yep. Yeah, I have my school, yeah, I have my school one where, you know, it's just for, not for families, just for families, but where it really is just, here's what we're doing. And if there's something that I think really other people could learn from or would like to do, then I retweet it on my own. That's my right. Own Cause you never know where your impact is going to be. And so right. it's so important to not only learn from people, but once you do something, you're like, you know what, somebody else might benefit from this, share it mm -hmm. out. Cause we're all thirsty for it. Right. Yeah. So what's something that you've implemented that you're really excited about and, you know, you didn't expect it to go as maybe well as it did. But I, I know you talked a little bit earlier, you said, I'll get to that about the energy bus. Energy so bus. love to hear about, you know, what did you implement that has gone really well for you that another educator might like to do too? Yeah, I am a big energy bus person. They they call me Miss Energy Bus in my Miss school. Energy. They're like, I, love I know. Stuff. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, it's like, oh, T Tara's on the energy bus again. Or, you know, if, even if I'm having a bad day, they're like, you know, do you, do you need help back on the energy bus? <laughs> it's like, yes, I do. I think that's awesome that people associate you with the energy bus. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so I read, well, I don't remember, a couple of years ago, I didn't want to do a resolution. I wanted to do John Gordon's um, one word. So I chose the word energy. And it really was... It wasn't even just about positivity. It was really like I was feeling sluggish, you know, like health things where I was just like, I just need more energy and you know, just yeah. energy to work out, energy to eat well, energy to be the server, server I want to be in my school. Um, so it had a lot of meanings. And my one of my teachers was like, my husband is reading this book, Energy Boss by John Gordon. You have to read it. He he loves it. He said, you will love it. So I read it. And I was like, you know, almost fell off the floor. I'm like, this is this is what I needed. This is why I chose energy. So then, you know, you know through Twitter, I'm looking at hashtag Energy Boss. And I see right. a district who became a certified school district of the Energy Bus school leadership. So the competitive side of me was like, well, we need to be certified. <laughs> Right. I'm I like that. Why aren't we certified? Um, so I, I looked into it and hooked up with Nikki Spears, um, who is the person who runs the school leadership program with John Gordon. She wrote the program and just felt like it was exactly what my school needed. Um, we did the character education of responsibility and, you know, like all those pillars of of um, character ed, and I just didn't feel like it it was working. I felt like we were focusing on, okay, responsibility is January. Okay, now we're going to move on to something else because responsibility is over. And, you know, reading the Energy Bus School Leadership just made me think that there was more to a character ed program that could actually help to grow leaders in my building. 
Um, so I went down to Nashville and it was me and a bunch of educators from Nashville in a room and, and was trained on how to bring this back to my district. And my first, my building, I just wanted my building, um, to yeah. do it and just kind of run with it. But, um, by the end of the year it was all three elementaries, the middle school, the high school, we were all certified. Um, district office was doing a book club and, and following the principles as well. And it, we, we just took off from there. We did book clubs, we did um, no homework night activities and, and just using the ideas behind energy bus to, to help students grow and be positive and, and become leaders. And it has been amazing. Oh my goodness. You know, I've never, I think I read the energy bus probably back in 2017 or 18 and I loved it. And um, we did talk about it with our, you know, our building leadership team, but I don't think I ever had any idea that there was actually this program with mm -hmm. Nikki Spears. That's fantastic because I bet there's maybe a lot of people that don't know, but they've read this book, you know, in the last yeah. 10 years, because it's not, it's not a brand new book nope. by any stretch. Yeah. But and it's really I had not no brand new program founded by yes. a principal. Yeah. And kudos um, to you for, for bringing that back to your to school and not only your school, but think of all the places you made an impact. That's fantastic. Yeah. And they're like free. Like, how are you feeling today? I feel great. That's an energy bus phrase. Um, you're awesome. You're the best. You rock is that's how I end my announcements. That's an energy bus phrase. I mean, I have pictures and I have shirts and I have like plaques that te uh, parents have made me that say, you're awesome. You're the best you rock. You know, like at the end of the emails, they're like, please remember you're awesome. You're the best you rock. So it's just, it's kind of, um, it's grown way bigger than I ever thought. And, and just, you know, I see such a difference with my students. Um, becoming, they're coming to me with ideas and coming to me with things they want to implement in the school because they're, they want to lead and I've given them this yeah. opportunity to do so. So I love everything ends with you're awesome. You're the best you rock. <laughs> yes. That is like my favorite thing I've heard in a long time. You're awesome. You're the best you rock. It's, I mean, how do you not smile? How do you not feel good after hearing that? Right. I'm just thinking I can't, I mean, what a great way to end every email and every, you know, staff meeting or classroom, you know, it's yeah. a great way to just launch them into the world. I love yeah. that. And the kids know, and I'm like, you're awesome. They're like, yep, you're, you're the best you rock. And it's just, it's, it's great. <clears throat> so you have spent four years in administration, two of which have been COVID yeah. <laughs> entering into the third year of COVID, which is crazy. So you probably had like one normal year, right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so if you were going to go back to your first year principal self, what would you tell her? I mean, besides Twitter and, and the making connections, um, trust to the process. Just trust. Trust that you are where you're meant to be and trust that your ideas are valid and um. And that what you're doing is is great. That you're awesome. You're the best. You rock. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing to tell your first year self, right? right? Um, and reach out to principals in your area, not just you know through Twitter, but because Long Island is much different than Kansas. 
Yes. Um, so by connecting with them on Twitter and through other avenues, that's great. But really, nobody's living what you're living except for the principals in, in your area. Right. Um, so definitely connect with those people. Um, focus on your why. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, for sure. And that it, we tell our kids all the time, like, you know, wh- mm-hmm. why are you doing focus on this? And we don't do it enough. You know, we forget yeah. COVID has truly made me forget about my why for once a while. And I think it's definitely it, made everybody go, what is my why? Because yeah, our why, why feels procedural. This? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not what I signed up for. And I think that's why a mm-hmm. lot of people are leaving the education. Right. Um, and I, and I think now more than ever, you know, we need our leaders to be in education and, you know, doing what we can to, to help this massive hemorrhage of people leaving mm-hmm. the profession and everybody needs support in a different way. So find yeah. your avenue for that support, whatever that looks like. Right. And yeah. And good leaders, good people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what really changed my mindset was this is temporary. It's hard to believe mm-hmm. right now because it's been going on for so long. I feel like, you know, two years now that we're, we're living this, but it's still temporary and, and things will, I hate using that word normal, but things will go back to normal sooner or later. Yeah. Um, so what, so what's your best tip on making schools a better place then right now to get through all this? Have fun. Have mm. fun. I mean, I, I'm hoping it's coming across now that I it, love having fun. You have fun. I have fun. I, yes. I sing in the hallway. I shuffle down the buff to Buffalo tap dance down the hallway. Like I just, um, whatever I can do. If there students, I, there was three kids, three students in my office. And I was like, one was Duke. And I was like, Duke, 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 Duke of Earl, Duke. So I'm singing, and then one was Dominic, and I was like, all right, there's no song. And then I was like, Dominic the donkey. So I start singing Dominic the donkey. And then there was Miles, and I was like, oh. So I'm like, and I will walk 500 miles. So I'm like singing, and they're just looking at me like, you are out of your mind. But then I hear them leaving, and they're like, that was so funny. I can't believe she did that. They're trying to play cool. But just have fun. I mean, I do snow day videos, and I sing songs, and I will do anything if you reach a goal and you want me to, you want to silly string me, I will stand there. Like whatever you want me to do, I will do. Um, again, I sing on the announcements. I dance. The big, I dressed up as Mary Poppins and I love the um, the phrase in every job that must be done. There is an element, of, an fun. element of fun. Oh, and you have a little bit of a theater background. So yes. I'm sure you have so much fun with that. So it's definitely easy, easier for me. Like some people uh-huh. are like, I can never do that. I'm like, well, you got to find your, your niche. What do you you got to find your niche, right? That's your, that's your thing. So obviously yeah. when you went through school and, and, you know, I, I love stories around, you know, who impacted you as a leader, you know, who is somebody that really touched your heart and made you the, the educator that you are today? Yeah. Uh, I've had many, um, I remember my, I was in, it had to be either K through six. I remember my principal dressing up and he was a man, a big man. I mean, he was like six, three, like huge as the old lady who lived in a shoe. Mm. And I remember having an assembly because, and we read, I don't know, whatever our goal was for books. And he came out dressed as a shoe. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I want to do that. I could do that. Uh-huh. I was eight years old, nine years old. Um, Miss Selsky, Miss Rona Selsky. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, just touched 
touched my heart in a way that I could never repay her as an educator. Um, you know, we're friends on Facebook now. She's retired. And she made learning so fun. I remember games mm. and Dr. Velasco, you got to solve this problem. You know, this quotient and this divisor, you know, they're fighting and they're in the emergency room. Go, go, go. And just remember, like, just having so much fun in her class. She taught me how to do the mashed potato dance and the twist. And and I remember, like, the vinyls, like the records and the record player. She put vi- it on. Yes. I love you, a good vinyl. You right? knew indoor recess was going to be great when she took out that record player. <laughs> I love that. Um. And I don't know if, uh, yeah, I'm sure nobody in my elementary is listening to this, but she would take her favorite students out to Friendly's over the summer for ice cream. So like, I remember going to Friendly's and I did that for a couple of students too, when I was a teacher, just students that I wanted to stay in touch with. But, um, oh my gosh, just love. I mean, she met my parents. She was at my house. I won a poetry contest that she nominated me for. So like we all drove to this big you know, dinner and we all hung out and, you know, I'm, I was eight or nine, but I remember this vividly. I met David A. Adler. We talked about how I get car sick and she was nervous sitting in the back seat with me. And just, I, again, just, it was 30, 30 years ago and still seems like yesterday. Oh yeah. They just, educators make such a big impact. Oh. I know. I love it. I love and I know it. it wasn't just me for her. You know, I, I see people t- tag her or talk to her on Facebook all the time, just about making a difference, but. I love it. So just a few wrap up questions as we kind of go on the uh, ending of, of this podcast together. What is, what is something that you think people misunderstand you as a leader? I think they think I'm very quiet. Yet you dress up as Mary Poppins. And, and yet I dress up as Mary ways. Poppins. <laughs> um, I think um, like in meetings with other administrators, I tend to sit back and I think they, um, they think I'm quiet and, or I don't care or I don't have any ideas to share. Um, but I really like to listen and take in everything before just blurting out yeah. my thoughts. Um, yeah. And if I'm passionate about something, then you will not shut me up. And, you know, right. I will fight for what I believe is right. But there are things where I just like, it's not worth me sharing my, my sites when there are some people who are just so passionate about the yeah. topic and I'm not feeling it that I'm like, oh, I'll sit back. Right. Um, people definitely underestimated me when I, when I first got to this position. No, I, I, cause I sat back a lot, but I think that's what you need to do in the beginning and in the beginning. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think I'm surprising them with now that I'm coming out of my shell a little bit more and sharing my ideas. I think, I think it's surprising yeah. them a little bit more, but yeah, you got to get the feel of your staff and the building and yeah. yeah. But changing of, you know, dismissal by five minutes or changing lunch to it, it's, I'm not going to fight about it. I'm not like, whatever you want to do. It's fine. Like, it's not going to make or break, it. break my, um, my role as a leader, but, you know, instruction and changing things like that, then yeah, I'm, I'm in the game. I love it. So if you were going to write a book, what would be the title of your book? I go back and forth in this because I, I do want to write a book one day. Uh-huh. Um, well, of course. Yeah. Um, my first thought was always, you know, that game Perfection. Yes. Okay. So I always wanted I loved to make, that game. <laughs> oh my God. See, I hated that game. I loved it. 
<laughs> I, it was too much for me. Um, I, I always thought of writing a book about that because I feel like my life is, tr I try to be perfect and I try to get everything in and try to do everything in a timely manner. And then, you know, it explodes and then you're devastated. Um, but I think I've changed so much. And you said this earlier, you know, when you get older, you have all these learning experience where I think now my book would be leading with trust mm -hmm. and yeah. trust, 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 trust the universe, trust yourself, trust your gut. Um, I love that. That's a great title for a book. Yeah. Leading with trust. Yeah. I mean, trust could be confidence too, leading with confidence, but I think trust, I think trust is easier to do than being confident sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have a lot of, like we talked about earlier, a lot of ed leaders who are really, you know, we've seen like the the recent uh, research around ed leaders leaving the profession over the next three years and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think both you and I feel very strongly we need to keep good leaders and educators going um, and to figure it out. So what do you think is one lesson um, about being an influential leader that might inspire others to keep going, even when they're just feeling incredibly stressed right now and overwhelmed and even really contemplating leaving? Um, I think you're helping with the No One Leads Alone podcast. I mean, that is... Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, and, you know, no one leads alone. It's true. Yeah. yeah. If you are going to sit in your office and, and just be negative about what's going on, cause it's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, then nobody can help you. And, and again, reach out, connect, find those associations where yeah. you can connect, find groups, find a boxer group, find, um, you know, a master mind class, find something where you have at least one person mm -hmm. who will not judge you, who knows what you're going through and just, and I don't want to say like, just complain the entire time, but lift each other up. I, I, yeah. I found a couple of those um, recently. Yeah. And I think venting is okay to do. It's just, what do you do with it? And how long do you right. sit in it? And what are your next steps to get out of it? Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and just yeah. to make those connections, like you said, with NA NAESP, um, you know, with your, with your, um, you know, NASSP, with your, your state and your regional, I think all of those places are such, such great ways to connect. Um, and we need it. We just need mm -hmm. it now more than ever. So Absolutely. if we were going to connect with you, Tara, where could people connect with you on social media? And again, I'll put this all in the show notes for everybody, but where could we easily get in touch with you if we heard some great ideas from you? Sure. Um, on Twitter, it's Tara Falasco. That's my first name, last name. Um, if you want to follow my school on Twitter, it's BPE School. Very simple. Um, Blue Point Elementary, BPE. Um, Voxers T. Falasco, feel free to reach out. I love it. Liz Garden and I, you know, we have some great talks over Voxer sometimes that just, yeah. she she lights up my life sometimes with her positivity. and She's amazing. Um, She's in our mastermind group too. So yeah. Yeah. Super so, fun. Yeah. Just, um, and that's it. That's awesome. Well, Tara, I am so glad that I got to have you on the podcast today. I think people are really going to learn enough, learn a lot. Excuse me. I know I learned some things. I'm thinking, oh, I wish I could do some of these things, but I know that it's going to impact others. And so I'm going to end this with you're awesome. You're the best and you rock. <laughs> 
Oh, you too. Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> Thanks for being on today, Tara. I love it. <laughs>